the world helping individuals and partners develop the skills they need to have happy and healthy relationships. And I'm her loving husband and co-host, Big Sexy, and I'm here to provide levity. Levity! (laughs) (laughs) And I keep it brief. (laughs) Keeps it brief. Well, today we're actually going to pick up a topic from one of our listeners. Uh, Natalie requested that we talk about platonic relationships, platonic love. And you know, shout out to Natalie. Shout out to Natalie. Thanks for being such a wonderful, colorful human, and thanks for the topic. I tell you what, I think this is going to be one of our most interesting podcasts of the year. All right, Uh, and, and I'll tell you the reason why. I sit with people all the time mm-hmm. who want to learn how to make friends. And um, it's a difficult thing to do as an adult. There are a lot of different reasons for this, uh, but I think we're going to do an actual series about platonic friendships. It's an area that there's really not a whole lot of research, interestingly enough. Lots of research about family relationships, tons of research about work and organizational relationships. Tons of research about intimate partnerships, very little about friendship. Interesting. So, yeah, I, I thought this was a really interesting topic to uh, navigate. And so rather than just doing one podcast, I think we're going to end up doing a series, uh, which I think is going to be really insightful, starting from how do you actually begin friendships? How do you maintain friendships? And also, how do you navigate friendships when they break up? Okay. Which I think is, you know, when we talk about not having a whole lot of research, that's an area that people experience over and over again, but we rarely talk about in an adult context. So I am super, super excited to um, To dig in, to dig in. And especially because I'm talking to you and y'all, if you've not met my partner, one of his superpowers (laughs) is being able to connect people, create community, um, build friendships. So I love friends. He loves friends and friends love him. So uh, I'm really excited to kind of chat with you uh, to kind of get your read on how you, you know, begin and maintain these friendships uh, in a way that can help other adults. There's not a whole lot of research on this. Maybe this will spark a book or something. Maybe we need to write a book on. Maybe you need to write. No, nah, that's not the that's big not sexy me. book of friendship. <laughs> big sexy friends. Big sexy friends. <laughs> coming soon to an online bookstore near you. That just sounds dirty. Big sexy friends coming to an online bookstore. You know, you got to get them that. titles that like pop that make people go, "What is this?" <laughs> oh, it's just about friendships. <laughs> yeah. Um. So friendship, in particular, in the United States, has really changed over the last few decades. Um. And one of the few studies I found about friendships, it was really talking about adult loneliness. And apparently in 1990, about 5% of U.S. citizens said that they did not have any close friends. 5%. Okay. Fast forward to 2021, that percentage is now 13%. Ooh. Yeah. I mean, it's huge. That's more than double. Well, and you got to think, there are 280 million people in the United States. 
So when we're talking, you know, anything above 10%, that's not a small number. We're talking 30, 35 million people who feel that they are out in the world as lone wolves. They don't have any close friends. They don't have anybody they feel that they can trust. That's a lot of people. And it's really leading to what we would call a loneliness epidemic. Right. Um, and I think there's a couple of reasons that this happens, but I'm I'm kind of curious for you. Um, you've okay. always had close friends. Right? Well, I'm an only child, so like my friends became like family for me. So yeah, I've always had close friends. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I'm one of those people that goes in and out. Like I, I will have friends that are close for a period of time. Things will shift and change. Usually me, <laughs> right? And then uh, those friendships shift and change as well. And they're not always uh, in a direction that's closer. So uh, I think this will be an interesting topic just for me, too, because I think I'm still figuring out friendship. Right. Uh, even though I would certainly say I have close friends. Shout out to my close friends. Y'all know who you are. Um, but I've also experienced, you know, trying to figure out how to establish friendships. I've experienced you know, the loss of really close friendships over time, Uh Uh, sometimes in really dramatic fashion. So, um, yeah, I'm interested in this topic. Um, So before we get into any of the research, I just want to ask you. All right. For you, how do you establish friendships? Because you're really good at it. Talk to me about that. So uh, most of my friendships, the majority of my friendships are established because of uh, forced familiarity. Okay. Um, We're either in the same class, the same job. Mm -hmm. uh, We go to the same karaoke bar. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a familiarity, right? So we we keep going to these same places. And I'm very open and very friendly. Mm -hmm. I introduce myself. Um, Having the name Big Sexy isn't a, a, a... detriment it's a starting point right it's, so a, it's, it's, it's a, something that helps with friendship it's a, it's a talking point right so it, it intrigues the, the um it's intriguing to some mm-hmm. you know and so it, it it's an icebreaker if mm-hmm. you will mm-hmm. um and then i'm also curious about people yeah like i've always learned uh the best way to make feel, people feel welcome is mm-hmm. to be curious about them mm-hmm. Um, cause you know, the world is very much, I don't want to know you. I don't want to see you. I don't want to, uh, you're a cog in a machine, mm-hmm. but I want to know like what the machine thinks, what the cog thinks, what, how they feel, what, how they grow up, what, you know, that, that type of, uh, um, aspect and those, those type of colors. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and I think that sparks that I also tend to, Think of people, mm-hmm. right, and find people, and just the thought of them, of the thought of them, it brings me joy. Okay. Right, and so I tend to foster those. I, t- I tend to, to do those things that will foster that relationship more. Okay. I'll reach out and say hi. I'll ask how they're doing. Mm-hmm. I'll, you know. Um, I try to remember people's birthdays. Thank you, Facebook, for reminding me when everybody's birthday is. Because you will definitely get a <laughs> happy pop from Mama Day greeting from me on your birthday. Because I know that some people like that. Some of them want to know that. Yeah, I mean, everybody likes to, out, to hear know? that. It's it's weird for me though, and I don't know if any of my listeners are in the mental health field. 
this is this tell me if this is something that happens for you if you're a colorful human and a therapist i want to hear from you in the comments i find becoming a therapist has made friendships somewhat weird to establish and part of it is because a lot of my job is to ask people insightful questions mm -hmm. about themselves and I always have in the back of my mind this idea that when I start friendships, I have to be really, it's not that I want to analyze people in my spare time. Right. It's that sometimes the measure for me, the meter for me about like things that I will ask a complete stranger <laughs> are just like way yeah. off the charts. I think you've maybe experienced this once or twice. A couple times, yeah. Where I would ask what I thought was a perfectly innocuous question. It's probably not a typical question because I don't ask typical questions. Right. Uh, which I also think throw people off a little bit. Um and then just had it go to this crazy awkward silence. I think that's also like just this weird place. <laughs> right. But I don't think that's indicative of you asking those questions. I think sometimes it's, you're going to, because you can ask, I know the situation you're speaking yes, of. Yes. You, you remember can, it was so awkward. It was, yeah, it was very awkward. But I think you, you can ask, I've seen you ask different people the same type of questions right. and get different responses each time. Some people are eager to talk about it. Some right. people get awkward about it. Yeah. Some people don't know and they change the subject. <laughs> Some people make it really awkward. And, Which was that one <laughs> and, <laughs> It was and, so bad, you And guys. then we start asking whether or not uh, these, this couple's about to go home and fight later. So. You know, like, wow, I didn't mean to sort of fight you guys. Yeah. I just asked what I thought was a really simple question. So, so I, I don't know that your question, I wouldn't label your questions as simple. But they, uh, but they do, they, they do border require, on nosy, you they know? do require a different level of thought Yeah, in I, terms I of answering. I do. I do. And I think sometimes if people are just kind of in the mind for a small talk, I think that my small talk meter is just gone. Right. I don't really have a small talk meter, y'all. If we, if we engage, I'm going to try not to go super crazy deep, but when I get curious about people, I, I'm just curious and I'm curious about. I think non-typical things, right. and that's what I lay at the feet of being a therapist, right. right? Is that I get to be curious about all kinds of things in people's lives, and that cultivates, a, I think, a specific kind of curiosity, right? Right. So I always kind of have to hold this double role. Um, and, you know, I also kind of wonder, too, I, I think that, you know, there are certain professions that when people talk to you and they connect with you on that mm -hmm. level they think that that's the space in which we connect, right? right? So like, if you're a doctor, then I'm gonna tell you all about my medical issues, even though you're not my doctor, right? <laughs> right. right. So, you know, there's this kind of like duality that I'm always kind of thinking about what I can explore and get curious about, and also reining in, you know, cause when I get curious about somebody, like I'm about to ask you a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> um, and not all of it is like most of it requires a lot of thought, right? right. So, yeah, it's it's interesting um, how how that happens. I <coughs> I often wonder, mm -hmm. and now now I'm of course curious of uh, how my friends, mm -hmm. people who feel they are close to me, mm -hmm. would answer the question: How did I cultivate our friendship? Well, I think we can ask that question to our colorful humans out there um, that know us. 
that know you in particular. Right. And also, when I was researching uh, this topic, a book popped up onto my radar. It's called Platonic, How the Science of Attachment Can Help You Make and Keep Friends. Okay. And it had some really interesting, um, some interesting stuff about how adults navigate what is, of course, a really difficult path of building relationships as an adult. Right. So like you mentioned for familiarity, well, you know, outside of like a college or a church community or something that has like a regular kind of attendance, mm-hmm. it can be really hard for people to figure out what community is available to them. Right. Right. So that's, you know, one thing that I think uh, this book really gets into. Um, but I really liked how it got actually into not just the actions of friendship, but also the mindset of friendship. Um, so, and I think honestly, I think my mindset might be skewed a little bit mm-hmm. um, because friendships. I tend to value friendships more, and I tend to I, I tend to have like a lot of friends or people that I call friends. Like I hit friends, I hit the word friend mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. I know a lot. I have a lot of friends who don't. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people who they 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 their hierarchy what I call the hierarchy of friendship. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a lot of levels before you get to an actual friend, mm-hmm. right? Where I tend to go, oh, I know you, I know your name, I know your face. I get happy when I see you. You're my friend. Okay, got it. Right, um, and some people aren't that. Yeah, and that, that's part of the mindset. But I think, um, you know, even it's not even so much how I think about the other person, at least in terms of the research, so much as it is how I think about myself. Uh, and, you know, a lot of folks have the assumption. I mean, first, a couple, let's throw out a couple of phrases here. There's something in friendship called the risk regulation theory, okay. right? And the risk regulation theory uh, is basically whatever criteria we use to decide how much we're going to invest in a particular relationship. And that's usually based on how likely we think we are to get rejected by that particular person. Okay. Right. So one of the big tips, if you want to uh, connect with people is one to realize that you don't actually get rejected as often as you think you're going to be rejected for most people. Right. So there's an assumption in terms of friendships. In terms of friendships, right. right? So there's an assumption and a mindset that can be really helpful if you're wanting to go out and build friends. And that assumption is super simple. I think it's one that you have that you don't even realize you have. Well, you probably do realize you have it when you hear it, which is the idea that you just assume people like you. Oh no, I definitely <laughs> right? no, no, no. My, mine is stronger. <laughs> I assume people love me. Yeah, sure, right? Um, I, I, and I, I know I. I have the advantage of knowing exactly where that started mm-hmm. in me. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was a kid, my grandparents on my father's side, um, I was I was running around the house, and my grandfather said to my grandmother, "Look at him run around here like everybody loves him." And my grandmother replied, "That's because everybody does." <laughs> That has stuck with me my entire life. Yeah, yeah. I, I operate as though everybody loves me. And so that in turn, I think, helps me love everybody. I, I could Because yeah. you can go two ways with that. Everybody right. loves me, so I deserve all the things. And I can become a prima donna and give me all the things. And I'm spoiled. Everybody love me. You love me. I know you love me. Well, I could go that route, but I didn't. 
<laughs> what, what kind of, could you repeat that rally? It was what? How the many? Rally. How many you love me? <laughs> I know you love. I know you love. I know you love. I know you love me. Shit, I'm I'm fabulous. You love me. Oh, now we threw it fabulous. Okay. <laughs> because you know I'm lovable, right? Um, I could have gone that route, but I did go the other route. That I, if I assume you love me, then I will approach you with love. Yeah, you know, that that's actually part of the cycle, right? So you've got the risk regulation theory, which is how much you decide to invest. There's something called the liking gap, which is why that mindset is so important, right? Mm-hmm. If I think people like me, then I what I'll find actually is that uh, other people, they will like me more than, uh, than I assume they will, mm-hmm. right? Um, that then leads to something called the acceptance prophecy. Right. If I believe that I am a likable person and the research says that strangers are more likely to actually like and enjoy me than I assume. Okay. That's the gap. Right. So I assume they're going to like me X amount and they're actually going to really like me Y amount. Okay. Right. So however much I think people are going to, you know, like me, they actually like me more. Right. On average. Right. So when I go in with that assumption, I then move into something called the acceptance policy, which is that when I assume that other people like me, I'm going to be friendlier. I'm going to be warmer. I'm going to be more open. So then it becomes a self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Um, So the mindset of friendship is really, really important. If I'm walking around with the mindset that says, "I I don't know if anybody likes me. I don't think anybody likes me, right? Well... I'm not going to go out of my way to be super likable, right. <laughs> right? But if I walk in with the assumption that people like me, what I'll actually find is that the reality is greater than whatever I assumed, right? Right. So even if I start out kind of on a low level that like these people may not like be head over heels for me, but they they'll be fine, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. They'll actually probably really like you, right? Right. So. Uh, that's part of the process, even before you go out and, and try to figure out what community fits for you, that you just kind of have that sense that uh, the assumption that people like me, mm-hmm. right? And I think that's a challenge for a lot of adults. They walk around with the assumption that people don't like them, uh, sometimes based on trauma, sometimes mm-hmm. based on being a, a member of a marginalized group, right. uh, sometimes, uh, you know, having had... Uh, you know, adjacent, closely adjacent life experiences like loss or um, separation from family or friends for any reason. I mean, those kinds of things, right? Right. That tends to uh, take a hit on self-esteem, right? So uh, the first first step, guys, if you want to build friendships, and you heard it from uh, not just the science, but also uh, the big sexy master of friendship over here, <laughs> uh, Mr. You Love Me. <laughs> I know you love me. Uh, is actually just recognizing yourself as a likable person. Um, and that could yeah. be its own. That could be its own podcast. Like, how do I come to a place where I actually believe that people like me? You don't have to believe it. Just start thinking it. Mm -hmm. Right. To start to develop that mindset. Right. And then after that, once you've got that, you know, uh, firmly in your mind that I'm going to go to a place and people are going to like me going to something like you mentioned that people meet regularly over time. um, I I think you've put it as forced familiarity, but I don't know. I wanted to 
I want friendlier language than that. <laughs> friendlier language, unfortunately. Well, I mean, uh, familiarity is the main thing, mm-hmm. right? Uh, yes. This is the familiar phase. Once, once, once people are familiar with you, uh, I think the friendship can develop from there. Yes. I, I know this place. The reason I said for familiarity are these are people and situations and circumstances that I wouldn't have met otherwise, except we're in this place at this time because we have to be at this place at mm-hmm. this time. Yeah. Together. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. I I have the 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 gift and curse of being the office friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Like I love people that I work with, you yes. know, that I hang out with because of the familiarity. Right. And, and there are a lot of people who go into work and all they want is work. And all these people here are just coworkers and that's where they live. And I don't want anything to do with them, but I'm very much like, Hey, we see each other every day. I see you more than I see the people outside of here. You should come to this event that I'm with, or you should come hang out with me in karaoke. <laughs> you should, you know, we should go lunch together, whatever, whatever. Yeah. Like, I, I'm very much that I want to get to know you, get to know you more about you. Um, and I've learned to tamp that down as and recognize to read the signs that no, this person just sees me as a coworker. And once this position stops, either at the end of the workday or the end of the work, you leave your office or whatever, that connection is over. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, the the I guess the term that we would put to that as opposed to forced familiarity would be uh, the mere exposure effect, right? That the more I'm exposed to the same people over and over again, the more like the more familiar they become. That's not necessarily the more of you that I get to see. No. That's, that's a sexualized thing. We're talking about friendships. We're talking Never about mind. friendships. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> yeah, that that went a different direction. Uh, so we're talking about friends. So it's the mere exposure effect, right. Right? right? So one tip if you are an adult who is looking to build friendships is to look for recurring uh, recurring meetups, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't want to go to a networking event. I mean, I might. But what I actually want to do is join a networking group. Right. I don't necessarily want to go to a book, uh, like a book signing, signing, right? I want to join a book club. Right. But Shout out to Karate Karaoke. Yeah, um, absolutely. And, and poll, poll classes all over the world, right. you know? Uh, but it's something that just requires that I see the same people over and over again on a fairly regular uh, uh, basis, right? Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking <laughs> in, in our recent uh, uh, adventures, mm-hmm. you have found the groups and have sent me to be there. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna get into time and scheduling and yeah, all that yeah, kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah. Um, That's what just made me made yeah. me giggle. Like, <laughs> I I don't find the groups. You find the groups, but I go and I I do. Yeah. The I find the regular groups, and then you you become the regular. <laughs> <laughs> Here, baby, go be regular over here. Yeah, yeah. which, you know, works out pretty well, right? Works out, yeah. And then the last piece uh, as a really good tip, uh, maybe not the last piece, but another really good tip is uh, what you were saying about how to cultivate friendship, right? Okay. Which is actually, and it's really critical to just show and tell your friends how much you like them, right? Um, it's really... I think important to pay attention and be curious about other people. I think uh, early in my adulthood, and I think even sometimes now, uh, I make the mistake of 
you know, thinking that, oh, people will like me if I'm smart or people will like me if I'm, you know, funny or people will like me if I, right? And really, honestly, it's uh, more true that people will like me if you, right? Uh, If I'm interested in you, if I demonstrate how much I like you, if I tell you how much I like you, if I show you that I like you, for example, reaching out to say hello or wishing you a happy birthday, which I got to get better at, right? Also, Um, friends, if you're listening to this podcast right now, we love you. We love you. Absolutely. Um, But it's it's really um, a wonderful way to start to cultivate, um, you know, just an interest in other people, what's happening in their lives, holding on to those details in some way that uh, indicates that you're you're interested in that person. Right. Um, so, I mean, they Rem- remembering, you know, a kid's birthday or, you know, yeah, if you're that, that kind of person, right? they're, they're having an event or, you know, sometimes it's like, if you know, somebody isn't feeling well, being mm-hmm. the person to reach out and say, Hey, I'm not feeling well. How you doing today? You mm-hmm. feeling any better? You know, just, just looking at that. I think that helps build friendships stronger and faster than I think a whole lot of other, like any kind of way of being way of being yeah 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 yeah. Yeah. and you couldn't see me listen but i was shaking my shoulders trying to figure out what the words were to say right right Mm -hmm. now the last thing i think we should talk about in terms of friendship is number one a lot of people don't have this figured out right so there's no blame uh and i'd say me included actually uh but there's no blame in not having all of these um these kinds of things figured out and sorted out and have an understanding of how to build friendships in your current context. Uh, The research shows that a lot of adults have difficulty figuring out how to create community, uh, struggling with loneliness. It's nothing to be ashamed about. Um, It's a societal issue Mm -hmm. um, in addition to just being a solo issue. Uh, And it's important to know that there are a lot of people out there who struggle with how to build and maintain uh, friends. Uh, sometimes it's a matter of time, right? And we're doing that um, that uh, measure of investment that we talked about earlier. Uh, what do we call that? The measure of investment? The- yeah, how much investment that you decide that you're going to, the risk regulation theory. The risk regulation. Yeah. How much investment you're going to put into a friendship, right? Well, we have a lot of factors that we put into that, not just whether I'm going to be rejected. Uh, Sometimes the other person doesn't have time to invest in a particular friendship. Right. Uh, Sometimes there are things going on in other people's lives that mean that they are not available to cultivate friendships in ways that we might not know at the time. Right. Uh, So it's not just a, you know, let me figure out these skills for me thing. right? Right. Uh, but also recognizing that there are a lot of contexts that make adult friendships really, really difficult. Right. Um, so, you know, we're kind of talking about it like it's an easy thing because like, I don't know, this happens to be your superpower. <laughs> uh, but for most adults, it's actually a really difficult thing. Right. Um, right. And so uh, it's important to, you know, reiterate that knowing that you're a likable person going out to regular um, spaces. It's not something that just happens organically. If you think friendships are going to happen just organically as an adult, then I'm looking at luck. Right. <laughs> right? Right. And what we really want is, you know, investment. So 
Uh, stop looking and waiting for friendships to happen for you organically. If you want to get out and start to build community, go, part of it is going go and into the community, getting out there and recognizing when you do that you are a likable and lovable and interesting person yeah. who's interested in other people. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, and there is a, a thing to be said that if you think this is what you call the, the self-fulfilling prophecy. Yep. If you think that people don't like you, a lot of times you will behave in ways that will make people not like you. Mm-hmm. They won't feel they won't feel connected to you. They won't feel open to you. They mm-hmm. won't feel that they can get to know you because they they'll think that you don't want to get to know them. Right. You know what I mean. Um, whereas, if you go with the concept of no, everybody wants to get to know me. Oh, this person wants to get to know me, so let me get to know them. Yeah, and I actually think I actually think it probably works better in the reverse. I want to get to know this person, and therefore they'll want to get to know me. Right. right. I'm talking about what you have to say about yourself. Sure. Yeah. Say say to yourself that these people want to get to know me, and then they like me. They like me. Yeah. And then they like me. They like me. They like me. Hey, they like me. Yeah, you like me. You really, really like me. Yeah, we just we that's just Sally went, Fields. Yeah, we just went like way, 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 way back in the past. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I'm old enough to remember that moment. Yeah. Of the you like me. Shout out really to listeners like who, who are old enough who, to know Sally Fields oh. and those that are not <laughs> old to enough to know who Sally Fields when is. Sally Fields won her Oscar and that was her <laughs> Oscar speech. You like me. You really, really like me. And people do. We do like Sally Fields. She's amazing. She's wonderful. I hope that we Do people still know who Sally Fields is? I'm sure. Maybe. I don't know. I you know maybe I, not. she has kind of fallen she, out of the Listen, she's, she's still alive. For, I don't know. That's the that's what I'm saying. There I think there might be a lot of colorful humans out there who do not know who I'm Sally Fields Sally is. Fields. I'm sure she's still alive. Um, I'm not. I am because she was in. Um, well, that was see, that was a long time ago. I'm see, that was Spider Man. Look at you. But uh, she is 77 years old, yeah. still still alive and kicking. Uh, yeah, she's a celebrity of a different age, I think. Yes. 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 Yeah. Oh, she was just in that uh, 80 for Brady's movie. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. The 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 the, the senior <laughs> citizens were all the, for Tom the Brady. Old ladies for Brady. The old ladies for, for Tom Brady movie. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. Uh, she was just in that. Oh, stop it. Don't make it about Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just stating what I she know was people in. like yeah. him. He's popular for some reason. Anyway. Because he's the best quarterback. Yeah. Never played the game. I know sports ball. That's not what this is about. This so is about friendships. Which, actually, speaking role. of. Yes. That You're is, friends with Tom Brady? <laughs> <laughs> Tom. <laughs> give me a call. We'll talk. We're super interested and we know you'll like us. Um, <laughs> I was going to say. I'm not, though. Uh, that is another part of friendship that you don't have access to because you don't do sports ball, but sports friends, people who gather together. I mean, I do pole class every, every week, but yes, you know, I definitely cultivate friendships in that arena for sure. There's already a built in community there. So I I don't sports ball. Well, that's what I mean. Like, like people people you like going into an environment, you don't know anybody, but Mm -hmm. the only thing you guys have in common, that's the same for pole. Mm -hmm. The only thing you guys have in common is you guys share the same, team or a sport team that you that you sure. are that you are rooting for. Yeah, sure. Right. So if I walk into a bar and I see somebody else in a Raiders jersey, that person's already cool to me because I know we like the same team. Yeah. Okay. Right. I can um, see that. There's that team. So com- I, I, I wouldn't necessarily put that as sports ball. I put that as fandoms. Yeah. And that's you know that's inside of sports, outside True, of sports. True. Because I'm I'm walking with my there's Deadpool fandoms. t-shirt. Yeah. People love the Deadpool t-shirt. Sure. Yeah. You go to you know. Yeah. Um, any event you see somebody wearing the same sporting the same kind of 
garage you or whatever. So that's another type of group you can go to if you're not sure what type of meetup group you can go to. Find out what your interests. Sure. Yeah. If, if you're interested in backgammon, you know, search for a, a group of people who like to play backgammon. And or then, mahjong. Or mahjong. If you love mahjong, you can definitely check us out. Send us a D message on Rainbow Dreamcatcher the Love Pod on Instagram, and we'll tell you all about it. Yeah, we'll tell you all about mahjong. Yeah. Wherever we are in the world, we, you, you might even get an invite. Yeah. <laughs> well, let's not put that out there. Well, too yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, we'll tell you about it. And, we'll you tell know, you about it. Uh, so and maybe in the future when we have a, a we built a rainbow dream catcher a community of colorful humans yes and, and thank you, guys you all for being in the community we'll all be become friends that's that's one of the things i always dream and i hope for is that Agreed. like we have this huge community that we are the uh, linchpin of this community mm-hmm. they come together because they're all colorful humans and they enjoy the podcast and sure. they, they follow us and they listen whatever and they in turn meet each other and, and like each other and hang out with each other and just build this community together of colorful humans. And I think that would be amazing. That's, that's one of my dreams. Yeah. So colorful humans that are out there and listening, uh, you heard it here first. We want to build community. If you want to be a part of building that community, go on ahead and hit us up uh, in the comment section on any of uh, where you hear your uh, podcasts. Give us your ideas. Let us know what kind of community uh, really fits for the folks that are listening. Um, I want to hear it from you. And as opposed to friendship, I want our community to be organic. I want it to grow based on what you guys need, uh, what you are interested in learning about, and how you guys want to connect. So if you have ideas about community, go on ahead and hit us up in a variety of different ways. I already mm-hmm. said the comments. Where else can they hit us up? Uh, you can again, hit us up on the Instagram at Rainbow Dreamcatcher the Love Pod. Uh, if you go to Rainbow Dreamcatcher TLP.com, mm-hmm. or it might be the Love Podcast.com. I have some, we have so many different we'll, ways. We'll put a link. We'll, put, we'll follow the links. Scroll down below to the summary of this episode or in the comments, and you'll see links where you can contact us in a wide variety of forms. Why your voice changed like that? <laughs> because <laughs> this is my announcer voice. This oh, is, I'm sorry. This is, there's an announcer voice. This is, this, this is my announcer voice. Welcome, <laughs> welcome to Rainbow, voice. Dream, Rainbow <laughs> Dream Catcher, the Love Podcast. Uh, yeah. Um, friends are awesome. Yeah. And yeah, again, uh, I really want to know. Not now I'm really super curious. Uh, so please, if you're listening to this podcast and you are friends uh, with either of us, let us know how you feel we cultivated that friendship. Mm-hmm. If we cultivated it, could we do it? Uh, could, could we have cultivated how, how it have been differently? Different, differently? What was your what was your experience of becoming friends with either one of us? Or if just becoming friends in general. We want to hear your stories. We want to take in your questions. Yeah. So friends with us, friends with each other. We just want to hear how you all have built friendships across time and uh, how you maintain them. Yes. Please share your, your stories with us. We definitely want to hear all that and we'll, you know, we'll put on the air and we'll, we'll connect with everybody. Okay. So um, we're going to continue talking about friendships um, in our next segment as well. But uh, for now, let's let's look at a question. Do we have a question from a listener? How something about how far should you be willing to compromise to maintain a relationship? Okay. Yeah, so that's think, actually the question. This question yeah. comes from our friend David. Hi, David. Uh, shout out to David. 
Um, he asked the question, how far are you willing to compromise mm -hmm. to maintain a relationship? And not necessarily a romantic relationship. Right. How far are you willing to compromise to maintain a friendship? Yeah, I think um, there are some really good questions you can ask yourself. We're actually going to talk about this. This might just be the, the in-between question um, in our segment here, because next time around, we're going to talk about friendship breakups. Uh, and I think it's important to have some criteria about um, uh, how to evaluate if it's time to break up a friendship. And I think that also plays into things like compromise. Um, so, so how far is a difficult question because, you know, folks are different. Uh, right. Folks have different values. Uh, they have different uh, needs. They have different wants in their relationship. I also think the compromise is a difficult thing to measure in a space of distance. Right. So, you know, given that, you know, rather than look at how far do I compromise or what kinds of compromises should I make? Six feet. The, the thing I would start to look at is um, things like, is this relationship rewarding? Am I gaining the rewards from the compromises that I am making in this relationship? Or does it feel like a, a draining kind of space? Uh, do the compromises feel um, abusive? Right. Right. Um, some compromises are just circumstance. We have different things we can we have to do. Um, but some compromises really are about isolating people, limiting people. Right. Uh, so, you know, what is the function of the compromise that's being asked of me? Um, and then another thing I would start to look at is. Um, if the compromises are one sided. Now, this if is you're difficult. The, if, yeah, if you're the one doing all the compromising. Right, right. And this is difficult because this gets into how people feel about what they're doing. And it may not always line up with what is actually, actually taking place. Right. Uh, but if I'm starting to get the feeling that a relationship is one-sided, right? Right. Then I maybe want to stop and think about why I'm willing to compromise so much what it is about this relationship that uh, that puts me in the position of being in constant compromise. <laughs> right. right. Um, because when I hear um, how far are we willing to, right, the reality is it, as far as is healthy for you. <laughs> you <know? laughs> right. And when we right. start to get into spaces that are unhealthy, then we need to evaluate both sides, right? To me, there's two sides to compromise. There is the shifting and then there are boundaries. Right? right. And both are really important in maintaining healthy relationship that I have the ability to compromise in ways that are supportive of you and me. Uh, sometimes you, sometimes me. Right. But not to the detriment of either one of us when that is possible. And then also having boundaries for what is not compromisable. Right. Uh, that, that's really important. Yeah. Because if I don't have those boundaries for what's not compromisable, no matter what the compromise, I'm going to feel taken advantage of at some point, right. right? So I have to have good boundaries around, you know, what are my, you know, deal breakers? What are my no-goes? Right. Uh, what, and when I say boundary. What are my absolutes? Yeah. Boundary is super simple for me. A boundary is a determination of what is and is not okay with me. Right. <laughs> right. And if it's not okay with me, then I I don't want to compromise those things that are simply not okay with me. That's right. where my boundary is, right? 
uh, and boundaries and limits are different, right? I mean, they they can so, change, right? Boundaries they can usually, change. Usually, don't. I mean, they they no, they they can, but it's harder to. No, I mean, boundaries aren't hard to change. Um, I think boundaries probably are are harder to maintain, actually. Oh, okay. Boundaries change all the time. Yeah, <laughs> right? okay. I wonder about that. I think they're harder to maintain. Um, and, and I want to also just take a moment to note that there's a difference between a boundary and a limit. Right. 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 So a boundary is that thing that is not okay with me. The limit is what causes consequence you got to get out of this relationship right. i have to add distance to our relationship whatever that might be yeah, we, right we, we touched on that in our in-laws episode exactly right, right? so uh, when we when we talk about boundary and what is or is not okay with me key part of compromise so i hope that answers your question david i think we took the question and kind of like did a little origami on it yeah. <laughs> and then and then uh, uh came out with an answer but i, yeah. I hope it is supportive that it's uh, as far as what is healthy for you. And then if I find myself in these places where it feels unhealthy, then these are some areas I might check into. Now the, the can have communication around and mm-hmm. discuss and if necessary, leave that relationship. Yeah. If we're talking abuse, I mean, it, it might just be time to go. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And we'll get, we'll get into leaving friendships in, yeah, in, that's going to be in, in our fu- next in a future, in a, future that'll episode. be our next uh yeah a future future podcast. We're gonna maybe probably even continue the conversation today and just uh you know start talking about like I don't know we've talked about now how do we build these wonderful friendships? What yeah. happens when friendship really is for a season and we experience it as I don't know a loss? Yeah, so stay tuned, colorful humans. Uh, as we dive into the world of friendships and friendship breakups and friendships and all the, and all the things that entail. But if you're seeking to make friends, uh, follow our, follow what we said, do what we said, see if that helps. And then write in, like if, if you, if you're listening to this podcast and you're like, okay, you know what they said, go to an event, be open-minded, uh, going with the idea that people like me. Give us write us after that event, yeah. And let us know. know how that did that how that worked for you, how that feel, mm-hmm. how how that uh, developed for you. We'd love to hear those kind of stories. Um, that that be that'd be really great. And if you have that feeling of people don't like me, uh, try switching that around. Mm-hmm. And, see what happens. And, and see what happens. You know, give it a shot. Yeah, never hurts. All right. All right, and be sure to follow us on all the things. Uh, go uh, check us out. Listen to us. Like, su- support. Nope. <laughs> like, what subscribe, yep. and share. Uh, share like, please. share, and subscribe. Those are the three things that we we need to do. And if you're on, get us on one of your your um, different podcasts. Please uh, give us a rating. Ratings also help. So that also we know that we're listening to folks, and that helps uh, pump us up in people's algorithms. Share the world. Share the love. Uh, you know, share with other colorful humans in your life who may uh, want to hear about whatever we're talking about. Maybe struggling in whatever concept we're talking about, or uh, have an opinion about whatever we're talking about. We want, we definitely want to hear all those uh, or stories. Or just want to hang out with some cool people in the colorful humans community. That's it. Absolutely. We appreciate that. But uh, thank you guys again for listening. This has been Rainbow, Rainbow Dreamcatcher, Dreamcatcher, the, the Love, Love Podcast. Podcast. See you next time. Bye. Bye.